All right, welcome back to All Over the Place. We are Zooming in again today. Well, I should just say Zooming for the first time. We did video way back when, uh, the first show we did on Skype. So we're doing a different technology now. And I'm in outer space. Ha ha, yes, that's where we are today. And Mr. Culver, Jim, how you doing? I'm excellent, sir. How about you? Could not be better. It is uh, concert season here in, uh, in December. ZZ Top, two nights ago. Alice Cooper's Christmas pudding last night with a variety of guests, including Wally Palmar from the Romantics and Jim Brewer and, of course, Rob Zombie. So, um, yeah, and then uh, next week is Jeff Tate to round out the year. So can't go wrong there. And we're going to be bringing Jeff Tate up a little bit later with our guest, Lyle Engel. How are you, my friend? Hello. How's everybody tonight? Phenomenal. Thanks nice. for joining us here. And uh, you know, right, right off the bat, you know, uh, Lyle and I, uh, Lyle's an LA guy. It's where we met up many moons ago. And uh, great musician, great guitarist. And uh, we're going to be discussing, among many other things, uh, the, uh, an album. Or are you calling it an album or an EP? Just what, you know, it, it's the running length of, of a fair warning or a diver down. But are you, how, how are you labeling it? Or are you just saying, I got some music out now? Is it the Medicine Man? Medicine really? Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, about a year ago. Uh, I just turned 56, so I released it last year when I was 55 on my birthday. And uh, that's how I know that it, the year anniversary just passed, to keep it simple. But um, it's a short album, I guess. It's uh, 30 minutes, but uh, it's all original material that I wrote over a really... Quick period. It was right after you know all the madness with COVID and everything, and uh, I had a couple of weeks off in December, and so I just decided to write down what my feelings were in a lot of different uh, aspects of life during COVID, and so then it kind of became that record, and then I put together a, a few videos for it. So there's seven songs and six videos so far. I might do another video. Maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of, you know, that it tells its tale. And, and I'm not, not sure that everybody wants to keep hearing about COVID, even though I feel like at, at some point the songs on that, and they do to a little degree, depending on the aspect of, you know, what you're thinking about, they, they, continue to tell that story about politics and or masks or television personalities telling you what to think or having a loved one in the hospital i mean there's all aspects of of that whole situation that are right. all songs on that that record but yeah it's it's a year old right now yeah well and i mean it's definitely an album that you know as with anything with the, that that subject matter it's, a, it's of its moment whether it's like the isolationism the lockdowns the masks the uh cancel culture like, like you said you know, intolerance all that kind of stuff but you know uh but it's from a refreshingly uh non-partisan or more of a libertarian perspective that you typically don't get from the music that's coming out of la or not just i mean just the music industry in general like the entertainment industry in general so, you know, and, um, you know, you being in L.A. and being surrounded by, you know, you know it's you know, entertainment industry. It's what it is. But, you know, were you able to, you know, open a few minds with that or and, and also what, what was the reaction like 
from the right and the left? And were you able may, maybe to find some common ground with those themes? Well, uh, I don't know. I, I've never really talked to people about what they think about it too much. You know, I've done a few interviews. I kind of let the songs stand for for themselves, you know. Uh-oh, I hear my alarm ringing on my phone. Uh-oh. All right. And you, you, you froze there. You, you, you look like Cartman trying to get out of his uh, COVID Zoom classes. Yeah, I'm in... I'm in uh, Sorry, <laughs> there he is. The, the whole thing went off the rails right there. That was, uh, I even put it on do not disturb so that wouldn't happen. And then, then it did happen. Anyway, you can cut that one out. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's technology and if, uh, we're going back to the Raider Free Fredonia days. Not our friend here uh, on this show. So we, we just roll through it and we make do. So yeah, moving on. No worries. Uh, so, you know, my impressions of in the songs about the whole 2020 thing, they're just pretty much self-apparent there. I, I don't like need any approval or disapproval. It's, it's only my take, you know, and everybody's going to have their own take in the world. I, I think there was a, there's a lot of left and right all the time in politics these days. It's, it's too bad that people, they stay in one camp or another because I, I feel like I'm in the outside camp and I can find good and bad on both sides of the aisle, depending on what the, the subject is or the policy is. But everyone is, you know, you say one thing that makes you all this, or you say one thing that makes you all that. And I, I think that's just so short-sighted, misguided, you know, uh, people got to learn to, to see things uh, a little bit more unbiased, a little more just take the data in as it comes and make your decision on that instead of trying to fit the data to whatever your team is on that you're cheering for it. To me, that's all emotion, you know, and, and they use the media, they can use the, the news, whatever flavor you want to name, they will prey on your fears on your desires on your emotion and you can't think past that you get wrapped up it's like a blackmail almost that yeah. you can't you're betraying your team if you cross over the line and say well these guys might have a point over here we need more people to just say hey you know the data is the data and you know, may, people should be free to make their own decisions, like as far as masks or whatnot. But uh, that's one of the songs. It's called Painted On. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just seeing all of my friends with different masks on, I solicited them to send me a picture of how your life is while we're all locked down in our houses, you know. And uh, so I got a whole crop of that. And the thing about wearing the masks is you can't tell anyone's facial expressions of what they're thinking or, or their interactions. And so for the children who are trying to grow up and learn how society works, you put a mask on, on them, they were unable to learn those lessons. And I think that the, the tail of the tape is pretty bad on the remote learning situation. Oh. So that was, you know, one of the 
one of the subjects that that I covered. And I, I feel like that all the songs are just an honest, it's my evaluation, nothing more than that. You can take it or leave it. You can agree or not. But uh, I, it's for the for the history of time. I have recorded my thoughts about 2020. So sure. And, you know, we, we hear it all over the place. Our mission statement is finding the things that bring us together that don't divide us. What, what, what can we do to find that common ground? Definitely. And, and, and your album definitely, I, I think, presents things from just that, like I said, that, that perspective that allows people to come together for something. Yeah. I, I would add, Lyle, you, you made a point uh, earlier that uh, you feel like people had, had heard all they wanted to hear about the pandemic. Uh, I would contend that, that people have heard all the same stuff over and over again about it and are sick of that. But I think people are hungering for kind of a fresh perspective on it. And I think they're hungering for, for perspectives that, that challenge the narratives a little bit. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot of room for conversation. I think people are, are surprisingly open to have, having more conversation about these topics. But I think it just needs to be something new because, like you said, there's things are so divided right now that we're getting two extremes and all we're hearing is those two extremes over and over and over again. So, uh, you know, I certainly see this in the culture all the time when someone comes up with a, uh, just as a consumer, when someone comes up with a really fresh perspective and has some, some guts behind it, I think there's a lot of, a lot of hunger to hear that these days. Well, you know, I'm an old punk rocker. And so none of the music I was listening to was, uh, accepted by the society when I was, you know, in 1985, I, I had taken the Time magazine cover and cut it off the magazine and put it on my wall with Ronald Reagan's face and put a big swastika through it, you know. And so that was my perspective on on that. That was certainly not what my mom was happy to see on my <laughs> wall of my room. But, you know, that was me learning from, you know, the dead Kennedys back then about that the world was not just this nicety nice place all the time that you kind of live in when you're a kid. I mean, there's definitely a place for innocence and, you know, kids should be concentrating on, on social interaction and reading and writing and math and science and stuff like that. And not being getting all mixed up into the politics of the day. I think it gets completely confuses them into areas that they're not, not able to, to have a valid perspective on you know they haven't learned they haven't grown up they don't know anything so um letting kids be kids what a concept yeah i i think we need a lot of that i think we need a lot of parenting is is good <laughs> i don't know we're like turning this into a uh, <laughs> into a different discussion i guess but but uh you know well we are all over the place we are named this for a reason there you go. You know, I'm I'm open to talking about whatever needs to be discussed. Well, you mentioned the dead Kennedys and, and you and I through through our years in L.A. when I was back in L.A. when we've we flirted with an idea of uh, what you got. I'm glad you're actually able to get it off the ground later, but uh, doing a Sex Pistols cover band tribute thing and uh, Van Halen. I know you're, you're a fan of, uh, of the Dave era and uh, and Eddie Eddie as well. So uh, what, what were the things that came together and, and also I, I, I want to note for on uh, disengaged on the medicine man uh, album right you've got, you've got a killer jeff tate thing going on on that one my friend your uh -huh. vocals on that are are the shit i love that so, but uh -huh. what were the what were the things that you know through the years and whether you know you start with the dead kennedy sex pistols van halen all that 
and this album sounds nothing like that except for you know, that Jeff Tate uh, similarity in the voice. But uh, what what uh, what's influencing you now? What what's bringing? What's making your sound what it is? Well, uh, you know, all of the different um, things that I've listened to have added in their own way over the years. Um, and it's funny how as I'm older, I can listen to those old De Kennedy songs and I can see where I was. I can see where the country was. Uh, and then I can also see now like there's a song off plastic surgery disasters called Forest Fire. And it's about laughing at people's houses burning down because uh, they have money and you don't. And so they have a nice house up in the, the hills in California. And then they laugh when the house burns down. Well, now that I own a house in Southern California, that's not so fucking funny. So it, it is when you're like 17 and it seems all edgy and shit. But, uh, you know, then, then you kind of grow up and out of it. But um, I, I, there's an interesting aspect, I think, of the Medicine Man record is uh, I... I'm combining some of my straight rock influences, which you can see on some of the songs. And then a few of the other songs are more kind of based with sampled rhythms and things like that. So it covers a little bit of ground there. Um, I'm a big fan of early Peter Gabriel and songs like Intruder and, uh, you know, the, uh, that whole thing where where they were combining the digital with the the guitars and such you know mm -hmm. i have like the straight guitar rock songs but i also have the more kind of artsy rock songs i guess you would call it and i think some of my newer stuff i'm actually kind of leaning more towards the artsy stuff uh i just worked on a movie called uh god is a bullet by nick cassavetes mm. and um there was a scene in it that was really awesome that was using rock and roll suicide by David Bowie. And um, I haven't listened to Ziggy Stardust in 20 years, really, you know? And so I pulled it back out and started at the beginning. And I, in the last two months, I've listened to that record 30 times, you know, just soaking up, you know, that, that flavor because it was made fresh to me again. Uh, I also, um, I like to find new bands still. Uh, Clutch is a band I found a couple of years ago that as far as straight rock goes, it's just amazing. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, so I'll get on a tear. I got on a tear with uh, uh, Eagles of Death Metal. I think that they're an amazing band. Um, there's a band from, uh, and <laughs> it's so funny because these are all more kind of like the rock and the punk kind of stuff. Um, the, the Chats, from australia i think it's <laughs> amazing funny band they're like punk but kind of uh remind me of violent femmes in a way huh. and so i just i just i i can dig new music when i find it so i i look around for it but you know i always recently i've just been going back to Jimi hendrix is what i've been listening to lately Jimi hendrix experience and access bold as love just pulling in different flavors you know and uh i was i was trying to get a live group together and i found some guys and we were pretty good i mean i actually have some recordings of somebody get me a doctor that are pretty damn good off of van halen too we were talking about van halen but yeah it's just really hard to keep keep a live band situation going uh with 
like my schedule and uh, it, it's funny I've I so been wanting to have a live situation but it's just really not working for my lifestyle I guess adulting what are, there, there's yeah. another concept you know go from kids being kids us having to be adults and be responsible and yeah. well having time, I, for, having time for bands I work at Warner Brothers so the director might have something to say on Friday if he wants to keep mixing and I want to go and play my show you know <laughs> yeah there are the priorities so and, and on that note I mean just so with the way the live line, landscape has been you know getting back with you know the lockdowns and all that stuff in California being a little bit more draconian with things as both either a live performer or just being a fan and getting out there well, what's the climate been like for you as we're climbing out from uh, from the shadows on this stuff? Okay, my first show out of the gate was uh, the, um, oh, what was the big festival in uh, the Rose Bowl? It had all the 80s bands playing. Oh, yeah, I remember I remember you sharing that stuff, yeah. It was like that the three days, was it two, three days yeah. of the uh, yeah. events and everything. Evo and Femmes and the church was playing and uh all kinds of crazy it, it ended up with blondie up there doing um the and there was an eclipse over the stage while she was playing rapture mm. it, was, wow. it was yeah it was cool and uh but then um god what was the name of that i forget uh cruel world that was it cruel mm -hmm. world and then um but then i went to see uh x 40th anniversary show at the Greek theater, which for me was really great because I, they were one of my favorite LA punk bands. And I just kind of feel like that I'm a guy for, who grew up in Savannah, Georgia, who came out to kind of join the tribe out here in LA. And so it's just having them play uh, the uh, Los Angeles record. It was the 40th anniversary of that. And then they had, um, Dave Grohl's daughter has just recently done a cover of Nausea and she right. came out and while she's singing, I'm looking over and then standing in the wings is Dave Grohl. So it was just kind of like a really cool thing, man. I, I really had a good time that night. And then my mixed partner, Matt Vowles and I, we were big fans of the cult. And so the cult was playing at the Greek theater as well, which has always been my favorite place to go see a show. Well, we go to I see the I cannot tell you how much I miss the Greek. I mean, I, I found some new spots here in Phoenix, but nothing will ever beat the experience you get at the Greek. So to see it's the cult there, anybody, just awesome. Yeah, and, and we've seen the cult there before, so we know how awesome it can be. But there's a new rule at the Greek theater that you uh -oh. can't have the sound level over 90 dB for more than one minute or the band that was opening for the cold, I forget who it was. They said for every minute we go over 90 DB, they fine us five grand. What? Man. So, so what was happening is it's supposed to be a rock concert, but then it turns out like a radio listening party instead. <laughs> oh man. The cold comes on and they start playing and you can't, like if I had sung along, with them like you do at a rock show and you know fire like if i would have sang that 20 people radius of me would have turned around and said shut up we can't hear the, <laughs> <laughs> the mix was great the mix was great but it they've ruined that venue because the for whatever reason 
the uh, nanny state has put in these new sound level rules and everyone just sat down for the whole show. Now, and then, was, yeah, was that well, a, a neighborhood thing? Because I, I'm not sure what's worse. That, and I should know that is worse than at the Hollywood Bowl. You've got to be off by 11 o'clock. That's it. You're done. That's fine. And that's what it was at the Greek as well. But now they have this new sound level. But is that be, across the board at any, any outdoor venue? It's got to be that 90 dB? I don't know. But no. the theater was like that. And and if it stays that way, I don't know. I, I won't ever pay for a concert ticket because that's not a rock concert. It's just dumb. Like You're just sitting there and everyone just sits down and watches them play. There's no energy at all. It's, you know, more of the uh, nanny state bullshit that's going Guys, on. Boy, I, I hope Jim Brewer gets out to, to see that because he he was one of the uh, acts last night, the uh, Alice Cooper's pudding, Christmas pudding. And his, his joke's like, you know, I've been watching you guys from the wings and it, some of you got to control yourselves. You got to be careful. You've actually stood up three times tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, and then Morrissey, right? Morrissey played at the Greek the other night and then left halfway through the show. And then they blamed it on the cold, but I bet it was the same thing. I bet they were playing and it was just really subdued. And then everybody wasn't reacting because it's just quiet. And then he was like, screw this and left. I mean, I have no proof that any of that is the truth, but from my experience at the cold that we left, that's our favorite band. We left early because it was so boring. It was just not a rock concert anymore. Well, no, I mean, not not to turn this into the the revolutionary show, but I mean, at what point is it going to it's going to take people walking out and talking to Congress people and talking to local politicians and saying, you know what, can we rethink this? We are sucking the soul out of of music, and like it's it's a nanny state where you can't enjoy live music. I I've been back with a furious vengeance after two years of taking that away from us. Right. I saw the Little River Band, and look, I'm not ashamed of this, but that's, you know, that's the level. I just want to go out and see live music. Saw 38 Special last year, and, and, and it's like, if it's, if it's a concert, I'm going. I'm not going to miss this stuff anymore. Yeah, I agree. It, it, uh, I, I saw the Black Crows back in Atlanta when I was there uh, last summer, and uh, they were great. You know, it was it was awesome because you can sing along and everybody's, you know, and if it's a little too loud, you put in your ear protection, but you want to have that experience of the, the power of it. And so it's when the, they it's the visceral experience with live music there and you're you're a performer, you understand what it's like to be on a stage and get that reaction from people and as a fan to give that back to, to the artist. Yeah, uh, it was tragic at the at the Greek. I was very bummed. And so I. I'm concerned, you know, about ever buying a ticket to go to a show there. If that's what they're going to do, it's awful. Greek theater, temporarily RIP. Oh, man. Right. Go Palladium, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and while we're uh, with the music industry and, uh, you know, it's like you, your first album, uh, uh, what was uh, California Miles? That was 2007. Then 2021, you release Medicine Man. Are, are we going to be seeing, uh, are you going to be doing a, uh, a Guns N' Roses style uh, period of sabbatical with these things? Or, and, and, and actually going further to that, to that uh, 
people just aren't buying albums like they used to. I mean, the physical product, although, you know, vinyl sales that are, are reportedly up over CDs and do you just see things like, I mean, well, there's bands, Cheap Trick seems to be the only person or only act putting out music consistently at least every other year, which is awesome because they're still kicking much power pop ass. I dig their new records. They're good. Oh, absolutely. And it's to see them play it live last year. Damn. Uh, love the trick live. Um, but do you, but Motley Crue, they, they are, I mean, even before they broke up or put their moratorium concert wise or retirement the first time, they were like, not like so many other bands, they're not releasing albums because they're putting all their blood, sweat, and tears into these things. And people just aren't buying product anymore. Do you see the industry going more to, uh, you know, just, uh, streaming signals? Well, here's here's the thing. My my new release that I'm working on now is a song off of California Miles called Heavy Distance. It's one of the oldest songs I have. I wrote that the summer of 1986. And what I've done, because when you stream a song, you get like, you know, 0. 0.004 cents or something, you know, some ridiculously low thing. And then people don't buy a, an album because they get it all for, you know, 10 bucks or whatever it is a month. Mm -hmm. So I'm re-releasing Heavy Distance as a single, but what I've done is I'm wrapping the song in a Unity game engine. So there's a whole environment to it it'll be sold on the app store you know and so you'll buy it like you buy a game and then all of the visuals and everything you're experiencing are metaphors to the lyric so there's a line do you remember a time so there's all these clocks in the game that you have to find because do you remember a time there's another uh um lyric i have a recent photograph so there's all these like polaroid photographs and they're hidden around in this landscape and so you have to find the photographs and they have a time written on them and you find the clock and match it up and so then to unlock it and then at the end of it you just you hear the song and all of its brilliance or whatever so right. but it's it's just to kind of take it away from the like first person shooter you know, or what is it, Grand Theft Auto, go and like beat people up and steal their money and shit, you know. And <laughs> so instead, this is a game where there's no danger, there's no points, there's no violence, you never die. You just kind of wander through this like really extreme desert landscape with all these hugely outsized mesas and stuff. And the song's called Heavy Distance. So it's all about seeing this broad landscape in front of you. And then you can get different powers to be able to go around it faster. And uh, it's a couple of puzzles, kind of like a mist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the, the purpose of that is so people will give me 99 cents to purchase the file again. Instead of uh -huh. just streaming the file, you can't get the environment, which adds to it you know which so it's kind of its own ex experience and so i figure 99 cents if i can give you three hours four hours of you know wandering around this landscape and hearing some cool stuff and checking out some cool stuff then you know maybe you'll give me 99 cents to listen to the single instead of 
0.004 cents or whatever the fuck. What's a bargain? A bargain for us. Right. And Jim, and Jim, you've got the video game aspect there too, Jim. So there, there you have it. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting uh, take. I've, I've never actually heard of uh, that particular concept being applied to to a video game like that. That's that would be a really unique experience. I, they, how you described it remind, does remind me of some games where that are basically just, you know, you're you're moving forward and you're going, you know, going around obstacles and things like that. And usually there's some challenge aspect to where it goes faster and faster. Uh, but, uh, you know, you see maybe you can incorporate something like that into it. But uh, but yeah, I think that's a really, a really interesting, unique idea to uh, to sell an album. I think that that could work really well. Well, you know, I I'm not making any vinyl with it. It's just kind of replacing the vinyl because, you know, you like to uh, take an album and, you know, I used to sit there with Kiss Alive 2 and just stare at the inside of it for hours, just looking at the stage and reading all the credits or, you know, uh, ELO, looking at the spaceship on the front and all the different little things, you know, so this is taking that instead of having the album jacket to look at it's a 3d world attached to it that in just a weird way has like the metaphors are projected into this world kind of it's my the way i look at it so um you're searching for like when you first get there you see this easel and on it it's got these pictures and the picture of the girl because the song is heavy distance about missing this girl and then it shows like these six photos with different times on it and so that's kind of telling you oh i need to that's something i should be looking for and there, you know there's no instructions really it's just you kind of piece it together as you go along and then you there's like some fuses lying on the ground and then you get the fuses and you put them in the fuse box and turns the power on that then like lets you have extra powers to get around faster and find the other stuff. So like there's a little bit of gaming, but it's, it's not really involved gaming, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're more exploring the, the environment not worrying about shooting things or collecting things. Oh, I mean, I guess you're collecting things, but it, I just, I'm trying to expand on the lyrics and, and give those extra metaphors to make, make the concept broader in the audience's mind, you know, uh, <laughs> that's my crazy stoner approach to game making but this I'm, is I'm digging the creativity you're you're taking you know, again you you're, you're using a, a one medium to further another medium so yeah right. it's, i'm definitely in, liking the concept in 1995 i released a game called welcome to the future on cd-rom and it was kind of the same thing that was right when it was like mist was and adventure games were kind of popular but then doom came out and Doom with the 3D rendering real time, kind of everything kind of went to first person shooter after that and kind of left the mist riven kind of world behind a little bit. So I'm kind of more into making it like a, you know, simulation stuff is kind of cool. People like that. So it's, it's, it's just expanding out the, ideas of the song and trying to present them in a different way i guess and then you know if you dig it maybe you'll you'll pay 99 cents for it now whether this will work i don't know uh i'm probably about a month or so out from 
from having this thing done. And I just crawled back into unity after about three years and just ripped all the guts out of my game and started all over again with brand new scripts and everything. So it's an interesting process that way, uh, just mentally trying to wrap my head around uh, unity authoring is pretty <laughs> intense sometimes, but. Here's a, here's a concept that Doom stole from Mist. Lyle stealing it back. <laughs> That's right. I am stealing it back. <laughs> in, my, in my best worst Bono there. I did what I could. So and I, I'm looking at the clock on the wall here. Where we've got about two minutes left. So I just wanted to, uh, again, thank you, Lyle, for stopping by. And uh, just uh, check out his, uh, his uh, music. He's got Medicine Man and also his uh, album from uh, earlier in, in uh, the years. He's got... Uh, California miles on there as well as Spotify also at iTunes I'm guessing yeah it's on all, all the front, all usual streaming platforms and then if you go to my YouTube type in Lyle Engel which is spelled weird l-i-s-l-e like uh aisle like Isle of white with an l on the front like Lyle Illinois people call me Lizzle all the time Lizzle the Isle of Lucy right Isle of Lucy that's it it's a jazz blues festival <laughs> Um, and then uh, Engel, E-N-G-L-E. So L-I-S-L-E, E-N-G-L-E. Put that into YouTube. You can find all the videos that I did for the Medicine Man album, which, again, takes the song lyric and then expands it out. And I think the, the videos give it uh, more meaning than the song standing by itself. It, uh, just trying to carve out a little bit of... I don't know, man. I'm just telling stories. I'm telling... It's, it's basically just my thoughts about the world and things that are going on and me trying to figure out cool ways to express it, you know. Uh, well, look, looking forward to the, the concept that you're talking about and, uh, and please keep us updated on that one. I'll, and I'll, I'll keep my eyes open on, uh, on Facebook and then social media and we'll let the people at, all over the place know. But again, Lyle, hope you can uh, so many other questions for you, but uh, uh, hopefully you'll, you'll come back and see us again uh, down the line once we, once there's some, once that new tune is out there. And uh, thanks sure. again, Lyle Engel, everybody, check him out. Sounds good. Thanks, you guys. All over the place, signing off. Jim, talk to you soon, brother. Take care. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. Bye -bye. This